Long story short, he left me for the ex. And it was right when I was filming Princesses of Long Island. And it was so brutal because the producers wanted me to talk about the breakup and deal with the actual breakup on camera. I'm like, no, no, no. You guys don't get it. He broke up with me already. Like, I'm not going through this again on national TV. I'm not going to fake a breakup right, right now. We're not saying to fake it. We're saying just like to relive yeah, the yes. emotion. Relive it, Chanel. <laughs> you- don't you want to tell him once and once and for all? I was like, don't try that shit with me. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Audio Desires, an erotic audio platform dedicated to giving you the best oral sex you can have. With hundreds of sexy stories in three different languages and a sleek, user-friendly design, Audio Desires is the right fit to get you in the mood. Enjoy 50% off an annual membership or 20% off a monthly membership when you use promo code MANHOR at audiodesires.com. Do you got a dick? Do you want to spice things up in the bedroom with that dick and boost your sexual performance? Of course you do. Do it naturally without the nasty prescription drugs and side effects when you use my sponsor this week, Joy Mode. Get 20% off your first order at usejoymode.com slash manwhore. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manwhore Podcast. Shout out to all the real queer housewives, to the island fuckboys, the love is blind bottoms, and everyone who is pumping Vander. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome to the show. This week on the pod, I have got on fellow podcaster and a former cast member of the Bravo series, Princesses of Long Island, Chanel Omari. We got a a wonderfully manic episode for y'all coming right up. Uh, But first, mm, yeah, oh, it feels so good to finally say again, show dates, people, show dates, yes. Uh, This Sunday, August 14th, 9 p.m., I'm going to be at Secret Pour here in Brooklyn telling some yuck yucks, going to be a fun show, free comedy show. And I also want y'all to save this date if you're in the greater New York City area on September 16th, yours truly and your fave, Andrea Allen, we will be throwing a naked comedy show at Hacienda. You heard it here first, I think, probably. What? Naked like, mm mm-hmm, with your, yeah, what are you going to be wearing? No, nothing. It's a naked comedy show, people. It's exactly what it sounds like, and uh, and Andrea and I will be uh, bringing some very funny stand-up comedians down to the orgy basement where we're going to strip down and tell some jokes, and you can be there. Keep the date September 16th open, and then stay tuned for more information and for tickets, but I at least want you all to, uh, to, to keep the date free for now. Got my monkeypox vaccine, feeling good, feeling protected. Uh, everything's, everything's fine, by the way. I I told y'all last week, don't be skeptical of this thing. It's not a new vaccine. And if you can get one, please get one. Uh, You know, the only, I got no side effects. I was fine the next day. Only thing I got is, uh, you know, the soreness at the injection site is like kind of still there. Uh, Just wanted to let y'all know, nothing weird with the monkeypox vaccine. 
I like to give a shout out to members of my fan horror community on Patreon. Thank them for supporting the podcast with their real world dollars. And uh, this week, I want to give a shout out to uh, Try Poetry. I assume is a assume is a poet person. He's very active in our Discord server, the Champagne Room, aka Story Box. What's up, buddy? Thanks for supporting the pod. Thanks for supporting the show. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, you know. <laughs> the guy the guy goes to nude beaches a lot we are learning um so so thanks a lot buddy happy to have you in there uh, it's been fun connecting and if you want to connect with storybox or with me or with uh, anyone in fan whore nation you got to join us in the champagne room folks don't be thrown off by discord you're gonna pick it up i swear it's way better than like facebook and reddit and all of them okay come on by manwhorepod.com slash discord and if you too want to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month, you can become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. I need that Patreon money because uh, bots are out there trying to steal my t-shirt money. You know what I mean? Well, I do want to get to this week's guest, Chanel Omar. Chanel, uh, she was on a reality TV show on Bravo many years ago called Princesses of Long Island. Uh, she also has her own podcast, Chanel in the City. And she performs stand-up comedy around New York. Uh, we, we got into quite the discussion. She's in a, she's in a little bit of a situation with a fella. Uh, and, and she's just having, she's having a go of it. She's having a hard time kind of difficult to tell what reality is right now i'm sure she's having a hard time figuring that out because she's got you know she's she's telling me she has a boyfriend who doesn't really want to say he's her boyfriend and you know we've all heard this one before i think i've had some guests on who's who've had the similar issue now i gotta say i know the guy i don't know him super well nice guy i don't know the situation so i do i do want to say that remember that like this is one side of a story we don't know the other side of the story I'm just a comedian with a fuck show. Is not I'm not a journalist. It's not my job to like parse out and figure out what what the the truth story is. My job is to sit across from somebody and connect and empathize and have like an entertaining conversation. And I think we had that, but we don't just discuss her relationship woes that she's going through. You know, we also uh, talked about you know modern Orthodox Judaism. We talked about reality TV. I think you're gonna have fun with this one. I don't know. At the end, you may be like, I kind of want to give her a hug. I hope she's okay. <laughs> I, know, I know that's how I felt. Uh, but anyways, here's my conversation with Chanel Omari. Wouldn't you rather take a supplement designed to spice things up in the bedroom naturally rather than a prescription drug with all those like weird side effects, you know, headaches and shortness of breath, heart issues, that, ooh, that gross blue tongue. No, thank you. No, I want like a nice all natural supplement. I want that pre-workout shake, you know, but for fucking. And that's where my sponsor this week comes in, Joy Mode. Uh, I, I love it when I got a sponsor I actually use. I, I emailed the dude last week. I was like, Hey man, I'm kind of running low on that first shipment. Can, can you send me some more? Yeah. Yeah. And no, like promotional, right? But you can send me some more Joy Mode pretty please. Uh, I, I love this stuff, man. It's so easy. I just tear open the little baggie the way I do with like something I would take like for the gym, stir it up in a glass of water, splurge that down. And like a half hour later, I'm ready to go. I love it as a nice, like peace of mind. You know, uh, like I had a date last week, uh, somebody I, I have not had sex with one-on-one -on -one before. We did have a weird threesome together once I did not know was going to happen until, 
you're in there. Hey, some of you know what it's like. Sometimes you're like, you're about to have sex with somebody. All of a sudden, another guy shows up and you're like doing calculus. Like, how much do I want to have sex with you enough that I'm okay having a him there? Uh, and, and so we did that and, <laughs> but it was like, Hey, could we have sex? Like, I don't know, alone. I don't want to be too kinky. And she's like, yeah, totally. So I <laughs> went over last week, but beforehand, cause she's kind of a sexual dynamo and I, you know, I'm still recovering from the breakup. I'm still trying to find that sexual confidence I once had. And so I was like, you know what? I, I, I just want to know that there's something I don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about the, mm, the bone, the, grr. I take some joy mode. This sexual performance booster is designed to support erection quality and firmness and sex drive. And like, especially that last one, I'm trying to pull back on the weed, but like having some help in the sex drive department, I'm into it. So if you want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance, do it naturally, okay, without the nasty prescription drugs, okay? And this is a good supplement. This isn't like an Alex Jones supplement, all right? I don't think InfoWars uh, is sponsored by Joy Mode, and, and I'm, I'm happy that they share that view. That I am happy that Joy Mode seems to share the anti-Alex Jones POV. And that's why I'm down to have them help you with some PIV. Oh, see what I did there? I'm feeling good. I haven't even taken Joy Mode yet. Imagine this ad read on Joy Mode. Holy shit. Well, they've got a very special offer for the Manhore podcast audience. Go to usejoymode.com slash manhore or use code manhore at checkout for 20% off your first order. 20% off. Yep, that's right. And you do that at usejoymode.com slash manhore. I do have to technically say the words, thanks, joy mode. Okay, see, I said them. Okay, everybody. Fellas, hook yourself up with some assistance. Let's go to the show. As I was saying, it's hard when you are in a relationship, when you're like, especially in comedy, right? Because yeah. I was, I'm currently seeing someone, I'm with my boyfriend and he, and I had asked him, like, what do you feel comfortable with me saying since I'm a public figure? I'm out doing sets, right? All night, every night. I'm on podcasts talking about things. I'm on my own podcast talking about dating and relationships. And a lot of reasons why I think women or men in general come to me is because they see how open I am with my relationships. So whether I'm hooking up with a guy or I'm in a relationship with him, I'll take you through that whole journey. Maybe that's bad that I'm too open with it. But I think it's good because I start learning things. The audience learns things. It's genuine. It's authentic. And But the thing is, when I asked him, what do you feel comfortable with? A lot of men like him say, I'm fine with you saying I'm your boyfriend. Right. But then when we're out and about, when a guy's starting to get committed who doesn't want to really be committed, I realize sometimes, is it like, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Well, what, what happens when you say or are we not about like, oh, this is my boyfriend? What, what hap- what's the, he's what fine with it, but it's but he also feels okay. He's older than me, right. so he feels it's weird to say. I don't know if you remember Sex in the City or you watched it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure the the female audience is familiar. And there's an episode where Carrie Sarah Jessica Parker says to Big, the guy who she's been on and off with, who's her boyfriend. R.I.P. He, I heard. R.I.P. Yes, and he says, "I don't want to be." called as your boyfriend is it am i am i a little too old to be called your boyfriend uh-huh. like shouldn't i be your man friend and i swear the same exact thing happened with my boyfriend he's like am i not a little too old to be called your boyfriend and it's like no one's ever too old to be called your boyfriend or girlfriend Tell right him you want to be husband or partner because there's your other options i said that too and it's like no but that you see but then that's you, you get into that great that's why dating's so hard for me because mm-hmm. i think i'm all or nothing 
Mm-hmm. And I think people see that and it's like if we're hooking up for a while and we're establishing this like comfort of being there for one another. Okay. And and this is a relationship. Why can't we just be loud and proud about it? Mm-hmm. I think that him and a lot of men feel not because he doesn't like me or doesn't want to be committed. I think it's because being loud and proud about it, he's already a private person. So sure. it's, I don't, I, you know, that's been tough for me to be uh, navigating this, to be honest with I you. I mean, I've had a friend on the show, Tracy Carnazzo. Love Tracy. Great. Tracy Shout out to you. Tracy. Love Tracy. Tracy Carnazzo. She's been my rock, by the way, through right. all this. But you remember what happened with her and Chipface, where mm-hmm. like he wouldn't say out loud, that's my girlfriend, but they've been together for like five years. Almost, yeah, like yeah, a fucking crazy long amount of time is living with her, and and but out in public, that's not my girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm single, and that like fucked with her head. And yeah. it's like, so it's not chill to do that. Uh, you know him. It was so that he could just go fuck other people. At the end of the day, like sack up. You yeah. in this or not? And or that, what? Yep. Or what is it? You tell yep. me. You tell me what is it? Because what it is behind the door is what it is out there when we're at a bar. And here's the thing: it's like. I love him and he knows that. And people okay. who know that we're dating know that we're together. Does he love you? I think so, he says. But I... Well, wait, but he, so he says it. He says we're it. Gonna, we're going to take him and at his what, words. Yes, we're I'm going to take, take him, him at his words. words. And the reason why I put the words out there, it's not for image. It's also because when I feel he doesn't tell certain girls that I'm his girlfriend, right? Or he'll be like, this is my baby and he'll he'll be low about it. Maybe he doesn't feel comfortable. And I try not to make that the major fight with us. Okay. But I want the audience to know in general, like, if you keep making excuses, 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 eventually I'm going to be out of this relationship, of course. Right. How long y'all been together? We've been together for now is seven months. Seven months. But on and off, to be honest. But he's calling you his baby. To some of them, yeah. But then some of them, it's very weird. It's like almost like we're not to. It's like. We're not together, but he'll say to me, baby, everybody knows on the staff that we're together. Everybody knows in life that we're together. It's like, no, no, because... Shout out to Corinne Fisher, one of uh, uh, my girls out there who's a very amazing feminist and strong woman and has her shit going and she's great in comedy and knows both of us well. Did not know. She didn't know. She didn't know. So to to say everybody knows, Mm -hmm. it's not true because not everybody cares about your business. Not everybody's around. And listen, we're around everybody. Like, you know, um, and I'm not expecting people to know. I didn't mean it like mm. that. I mean it like where I try to explain to him, right. not everybody knows. And so right. men out there who don't feel comfortable, if you want your girlfriend to really feel secure and safe with you. You have to be able to say, that's my girlfriend. Yeah, be loud and, and like own it. And, and it's not just him. I've been going through this with a lot of men mm-hmm. in my life. And this is my constant narrative of relationships. It's like, what are we? And why do I feel loud and proud? And then there's a little wishy-washy on this end. And you know, the thing we're taking it slow, we did break up. So we broke up for a couple times and, and it was because of that. It was because mm. we're not just fucking. And I have to make it clear for myself, my career, my reputation, my dignity, mm-hmm. whatever he thinks, even after what we talked about, if he still wants to continue telling other people that we're not that, that's on him. But I can't allow that. And mm. if people want to think I'm psycho for thinking we're together, well, the joke's on everyone because I'm with this man every night or every, all the time right. that they don't know about. Right. They don't quote mm-hmm. on, you know what I mean? So why would a woman in general, I think women, men, we get triggered. People get triggered when you do a lot for someone or invest or you have this conversation that you're on the same page. And then all of a sudden you're like, but why aren't you so loud and proud? Because I can't stick around looking like a groupie. When you set an intention privately and do not follow through on it yeah that can be confusing i had a chick who uh i was like madly into on and off for a year and a half was never my girlfriend because she didn't want to be my girlfriend but i couldn't get this woman to go get dinner with me it was come over i got her to go to two movies and sometimes we can get a drink 
around the corner from her at this one small bar no one's at. And so at some point, I'm like, am I being hidden? Like, what's going on? Why can't we have dinner? How long can you have sex with someone without having, this is the bullshit part to me, without having a relationship? It's like when you Mm. said on Sypha Sounds podcast and when he said, what's an hour and a half to go to fucking dinner with someone you're with fucking friends like come on just enjoy grow up like this girl how could she not want to go to more dinners and yeah. i just don't i can't wrap maybe we're both it, relationship it, it, people it fuck, it fuck, oh i'm a huge type, relationship, I'm a relationship person. type of person i'm just also a slutty non-monogamous relationship Same. type I'm, of person but you know like hey you know uh <laughs> similar types me and uh chanel omari Hello. yeah <laughs> that's we're the only unique types hey hit us up no but I'm, I'm kidding but you know what i mean like even now what would your advice be really I try to give myself advice. It's like, so I talk to the person till they're blue in the faith, face, but if they don't want to be saying, hey, this is my girlfriend because they feel they can get someone else. It's like, Have I just you, think the joke's on everyone because you know what I do on social media? I blow up his social. Now, not, I don't, but not in a bad way. <laughs> you you should have like, seen you, Billy's you, face. You, He's like, you bitch, you psycho. <laughs> you were like, I know what it sounds like and it it, 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 it is that. But um, I'm no. doing it for a specific reason. I'm doing it for other women out there to hear me out and say, if you're in this situation or men, don't we're doing it to ourselves by being the secret that's what i realized because i told him there's an ultimatum if he wants me back and that's why he started kissing me in public being more affectionate Uh in front of certain people but now the fight or the conflict is more you got to do it in front of every weight every woman that's around it can't be you you also don't want to be a chore because i don't want to be a chore to be a chore is also its own red flag thing correct it's like he's not like comfortable i don't think being affectionate with everyone but then i see him trying to be affectionate not affectionate just like you know when you touch someone and you don't have to touch them like you're trying to be friendly quote unquote but it's kind of flirting if it's almost like you want to touch that person i can't explain it like you we've had boundary conversations like if we're together and there's girls that used to hug or fist pump. You don't need to do that anymore. He can't hug people? No, he can hug. He can't I, is hug that chicks? bad? Is that too much of me asking? Um, Everyone's saying that's too much. I don't know. I don't. I, I always hesitate at saying like something is definitively too much or whatever. But like, I think that would be too much of an ask for me because I'm more concerned about like, well, what emotions are I invoking in you? And then can we talk about that? Because maybe the actual solution has nothing to do with whether or not I'm hugging people, but maybe there's something going on where I can make sure you're feeling a certain way. Clearly, you don't feel secure in the relationship. Right. And I, because I said to him, I, I feel if he makes that differentiation, that clarification, like, I am only with you and, and like, right. I'm flirting with you, like touching you. And with these girls, you'll see it's just like a pat. Like, I hate to break it to you, but he, he has patted patted my shoulder i know is that, and that's is like that okay with you? <laughs> so he said that he's been like dude i've patted men's shoulders or yeah. been nice just as friendly to men as to women and before we got on this podcast you're like dude i love him because he's such a great friendly guy sure. and he says to me you fell in love with the guy that you're upset about and this is just my own insecurities mm-hmm. and i'm owning them and yeah. i want to own them out loud because i think that's a way for me to get better mm-hmm. and be a better person and be a better person in the relationship but i do want him to want to, you know, I've been because I've been around men like my sister's husband. He wants to not shake that other girl's hand or he wants to show my sister right. that she's more special the way he treats her right. because that's how you differentiate. How do I like someone and not? Mm. I told him, then you're going to make every woman feel liked and then you're going to get unsolicited, you know, and then that affects our relationship. So. But like if he can do things at home that make you feel secure, I would, would imagine there's, your tolerance for certain things would would differ. I had mm-hmm. an ex who we dated about a year and a half. I am not in the grid 
once. It's like I want to be claimed. Yes. To me, is attractive to be um to for someone to point and be like mine. that's mine. I mean, granted, it's very attractive for like three people to point at me and be like mine. I'd be like <laughs> me, pretty. Uh, <laughs> yes, but, but I was, get what you're saying. Right. Like, that's what I want. I think yeah, I want him to be claimed. claimed, and I want it to be Chanel's my special woman. Mm-hmm. I I like I have love for all of you. Don't get me wrong. And listen. I'm the one messaging, you know, for his birthday or for events, other women, other co- female comics. I'm not that jealous or psycho because I'm even messaging them being like, yo, come to, but I'm messaging the ones that I know have respect for our relationship, have respect for me. Do you trust, do you trust that he not cheats? So that's saying. been the thing is like, mm. I don't think he does right now, but that's, I have a fear of men cheating in general on me because I've been cheated on a lot. Mm-hmm. I also have worked for the Maury Povich show, no pun intended. Which is so one of the two things I wrote. Here. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So that's, you know, imagine my, and I've had friends cheated on. I mean, I've had the craziest stories, family members. So to me, yeah, why would I think otherwise? But I do feel like I, what, what we talked about recently, he even said we need trust, compassion, right. and, um, and communication. And I know we keep saying those things, but we really have to actually implement them. Yeah. So like, that's why I say, when I say I blow up his social media or when you say it's petty, it's not petty when you tell someone, if you want to be with me, these are the conditions. Cause you if they, say that you post that publicly? No, no. Okay. I've told him that. And he's met those conditions, but he'll say they're petty. They're not petty. Or I'll say, why are you liking some girl from either your job or mm. a girl we know who has a thought photo on? That's disrespectful. And not liking any of my photos for comedy? Well, see, you can't see, do stuff like right. that. So it's like, but if he did the other thing, then it kind of negates, like... It it makes it look bad if you're liking the thought photos and nothing of yours. That, and I like, said, that, like the thought photos, but also like mine. Sure. Look how rational. Like, it, I'm compromising. Like, I'm negotiating. I also hate that we're talking about, like, Instagram, hate, like, it matters. But, but like, it does. It in does our society right now. It exhibits something. It's a behavior it and it just shows a thing. And I said, it does seem like you're making an excuse because he'll be like, but you, they're not my girl. They're not my girlfriend. We're not, we're not, you know, we're exclusive. I said, that makes Yo, it even part more. Part of the benefit of this relationship is them likes. Yes. And right. also that, on top of that, doesn't that make you want, like, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. They're not your girlfriend. You shouldn't be liking their thought photos. Yeah. You should be liking all mine, but I'll negotiate and have you like, you know, if you got to like them, I'm not that psycho. I get it. People, you, we, we both had a past yeah. and he's like, what about the guys that like yours? But here's the difference. I really separate with men in general. Like when they like my stuff, they know Chanel has a boyfriend. Chanel's mm-hmm. into this man. She's not going to try to like, and again, we're both very friendly people, but it's been, that's what I'm saying. Like you can make excuses, excuses, excuses. And that's why I blow up his social. When I say I blow up his social, I do like on his birthday, I'm like, happy birthday, baby on the comments. So that all the exes that are liking and all these motherfucker girls that are think that he's flirting with them at that moment, understand very well from my end, he has someone. Sure. So if you guys want to get into this messy thing, you're going to have to answer this quote unquote. And, sure. and I'm not a psycho for that. That's what I want everyone to understand. Like, you're not a psycho for you going for a year and a half to this woman and wanting to take her out. Like, that's not fair to make us the psycho because someone wants someone casual. Mm-hmm. Now, he wanted someone casual. Like a lot of men, they told me they want things casual. And then when I give them ultimatums, ultimatums they say they don't. But then we go back to like the way I know they want it is that they start distancing and then I have to distance and then it becomes a whole game. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, why can't we just be? Yeah. What is the problem of you saying? And the other thing I said to him and other people is in comedy or the entertainment industry, if you're dating someone, it's better to tell people, Hey, we're together. It leaves less room for gossip about you. It leaves okay. less room of speculation. I mean, not that I care what people think, but okay. I don't know. I'm rambling. What do you no, think? No, Billy? no, I'm, I'm taking this in. I'm curious. How have you always felt so insecure in relationships? 
Yes. Yes. Um, All the time. Since since the beginning. Yeah, since my first love, my first boyfriend. What was your first love, your first boyfriend? My first love, my first boyfriend was um, in college. Okay. My I lost my virginity to him. Mazel. So it was a, thank you. It was a big deal. We were together for five years on and off. I knew it was a real relationship because he actually did say we were girlfriend and boyfriend. Like right. that was the first guy that actually courted me in the beginning that wanted me to be his girlfriend. Um, I don't even want, I didn't want to be his girlfriend because I was like, I'm in college. I went to Northeastern University. I was having so much fun. I was my sophomore year. So he courted me. He made, and I knew with that relationship in the beginning, I did know, I did feel secure. We were together. That wasn't the problem, but we did, I did encounter a lot of the same men. It's always about another woman. Mm -hmm. That's always the name of the game with us. That's what makes us break up. It's what makes me feel really insecure. Like I'm never good enough. And I'm like, I can't compete with supermodels Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. I'm never going to be the prettiest in a room, the funniest or the smartest, but I do have all those qualities, you know? So I I just don't want to compete. And I think it was more of the men that I chose that always felt like they weren't so happy with me. They wanted just something else, something better. You know, mm-hmm. like I would go out of my way to make them happy or do nice things for them and they would fight with me about it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, that's why you don't really like me. Right. I also think I pick old school men for a reason. I think I have mm-hmm. daddy issues. I think I have mommy issues. I think the way I was raised. And yet, and yet didn't end up bisexual picking both terrible men and women. I know, right? <laughs> I, would, I mean, I find women very beautiful, but like that would be too much for me, sure. drama. You know what I mean? Because women can be, some women can be yeah. dramatic and I'm already emotional, but. If you go, if you go for those old school types, like you are going to get old school mentalities and old, and old school mentality in men does not allow for much vulnerability. Yep. So what happened with the first fella? So we were on and off because, you know, it was it was an abusive relationship, meaning okay. like mentally, emotionally, um, he was not happy. There was a, he drank a lot mm-hmm. and he would go drinking and then he would f- I would be invisible to him. Right. And it would be him flirting with other girls or trying to be slick with other girls. And I would be like, why are you? We can't do this. Mm-hmm. We can't be in a relationship that you think we're in. And then you're fucking other girls or trying to fuck other girls. Like, so that's the running and and we were we he wasn't Jewish I am and that was mm-hmm. a big deal he's Greek and okay. he was like we he had a lot of animosity towards Jews in general really? I mean no he's not yeah he's not anti-Semitic he just had it it was I think a lot of Jewish people played a role in his life and, and I understand that from him because mm-hmm. he was vulnerable and talked to me about how they made him feel like he didn't belong okay but that's the thing it's like I can't take responsibility and and be this re- representation of the Jewish nation or. Or women, or because I was, I came from Long Island and from a privileged yeah. background. So I felt like I kept getting punished for that with him. Mm-hmm. And we just weren't on the same page. It was really about commitment at the end of the day. And we broke up for good um, when his dad was sick and he was just, I guess it was just, he was not in the rights. He wasn't treating me well. He wasn't courting me, whining and dining me. Mm-hmm. He'd make excuses. I felt like towards the end of our relationship, it wasn't, I was more of a secret. You know, it would be breaking up on and off. Probably when he wasn't getting girls' attention, he'd come back to me. It was just such a, it was just bad. But he's a great person. Like he's great right. now, and he's great without me. And 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 of course, that makes me think. Like, am, and the funniest part is, all the guys I've dated end up dating supermodels after me, or like big time. It's the craziest thing. Like these, like really pretty influencer models or okay. supermodels, like on TV, or you know. And that's where I'm like, maybe I was right the whole time. Maybe I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. For that, I'm good enough for me, but yeah. maybe for that person, you know how everybody has their stipulations on paper or sure. their their standards. I don't know. It's just, you know, that's what happened with that. It just sounds like it caused you so much stress. And then you end up like on this reality show where it's like, <laughs> my parents are trying to marry me off on television. 
somebody marry me. And then I'm like stressed about that. I'm like, nobody's marrying me, which is crazy that like 10 years later after the reality show, I'm still not married. Well, yeah, that was some of the girls on my show are. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill myself slowly. Like their mothers did a better job on that. part. Yeah, because I'm like, did I push myself away from am I doing this? Am I the one who's subliminally not wanting to be committed and getting myself in these non-committal relationships with these men I know aren't emotionally available. Am I trying to make them emotionally available because I think if I'm nice, if I do sure. this, if I show you I'm the girl, I'm the wifey. Right. I don't think that happens with old school men. You show them you're the wifey, they don't care. They already categorized you. I think if you show all that to somebody who doesn't want commitment, like that's not going to make them want commitment. Oh, okay. Right? Like See, I didn't if, realize if, Well, that. if they just don't want commitment, they're not like waiting for the right woman to show them what commitment is. Like they got to kind of come to that on their own of like what they want in their life. But like, what was <laughs> to like, <laughs> what the fuck was it like to be like getting, trying to date on a reality TV show? That was insane. And I mean, the experience, it was crazy. Like, well, I had a boyfriend at the time. Okay. Who we were going to get engaged. That was the one time, one, that was probably the most serious relationship in my life. I would say because right. we were actually, our parents met each other. They hung out. We were talking about getting engaged because he comes from an old school family too. Okay. He was much younger than me. I was oh. 26. He was 22. Gossip. That's That was a major <laughs> gossip in the Jewish community. They're How like, long were you even together then? Two years. Okay. So he was... <laughs> Wait. Okay. What bar did you two fucking hook up at? He was underage. He would know. He wasn't... He was 21. No, he was... So he was 23. Pick up a nice NYU boy? Is that what happened? No, he was in Queens. A nice Queens boy. I was... Because I moved, had moved back home with my parents because mm-hmm. I knew I was filming the reality show, but I couldn't share the info with anyone. And he actually happened to be best friends with my sister's best friend girlfriend that's how we met we smoked weed one night together i was really depressed over someone else i was getting over Mm -hmm. and my sister was like listen hang i'm not gonna be there but hang out with my friends like you need to do something you're at mom and dad's house whatever so i hung out with them and one thing led to another and we started just hanging out every day and i was like there was something about him and he was very mature for his age very mature like i felt like i was dating someone older than me but he was younger than me because he took the rain he took me out and you know, a lot of times Jewish men, when they're younger, they, they're they raised to grow up really fast. Mm. Like he had already a bit, you know, he was working for insurance and he- We're he, supposed to start that family qu- nice and quick. Start that right. family nice and quick. And I think he felt pressured and he rushed and he was also, he just had got out of his re- last relationship, which was, it lasted for them for three years. And, you know, so I, I, I also don't remember, I don't realize I'm the rebound a lot. And instead of realizing that, I should walk away at that time. But I take it to another level where I'm like, so what if I'm the, you know, yeah, people have their past. I've had an ex. He has an ex. Long story short, he left me for the ex. And it was right when I was filming Princesses of Long Island. And it was so brutal because the producers wanted me to talk about the breakup and deal with the actual breakup on camera. I'm like, no, no, no. You guys don't get it. He broke up with me already. Like, I'm not going through this again on national TV. I'm not going to fake a breakup right right now. We're not saying to fake it. We're saying just like to relive the emotion. Relive it. Chanel, (laughs) don't you want to tell him once and once and for all? I was like, don't try that shit with me. And can you, and can you, where do like in the present tense? I know you're using like like past tense verbiage. Can we just like make it present? I don't know. (laughs) So true. It was like so about that. And they're like, you know, you've really been talking about it. I think the world's going to understand. Long story short, it ended up in both of our favor because he had broken up with me again right before. We were filming an episode. I was like, I'm done with this guy. Mm-hmm. And I got to move on. And he had called me on camera to try to get me back. 
which which as someone in the industry, because I've knows. looked at your LinkedIn, you have a very full, yes. full resume. It's one of your early hits on Google. And it, I was just like, oh, you know that that was a phone call they did. And which like, fucked me up more. Just a little bit. You're like, is he actually calling me? Or did the producer kind of nudge him and be like, if you're comfortable, would you? I think, you should, I think you should call Chanel. So that's what fucked with me is that mm-hmm. I feel like even though it wasn't to them, it's not stage, right? We're not breaking the fourth wall. They really did mean, do you want to? hash this out but when somebody's going through real feelings in real time in real life mm-hmm. plus filming a reality show which in itself is already pressure you just you're fucking with yourself right your mind's fucking with you you're like right. is he you like you said is he calling me for the right reasons because i want this man back is yeah. he calling me back like or is he doing this to humiliate me in front of millions of people yeah. which he tried it's like or does he is he with his ex and they're going to try to utilize my platform now make me look bad and because you know you can't trust those fucking producers because you're like, I am a producer. They shouldn't trust me. <laughs> exactly. Either. I'm like, I'm producing myself, <laughs> bitches, tonight. They're like, okay, just be you. And then I, and there's a scene that I literally say to him when he's like doing this whole song and dance. And I'm like, Michael, let me break it down for you. Yeah. Okay. This is what you did. This is what happened in real time. Yeah. Because I was like, if I don't break this down then everyone's going to have my edit. Everyone's going to have control of my narrative, my story. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck that shit. I don't even care if I look like a firm bitch on Nash. Like, I'm going to break it down. And I did. Ended up, it ended up working in my favor because the whole world, most of the world sympathized with me, empathized, wrote to me. I had a similar situation. What I got out of the situation was not to humiliate him. It was to make other people feel better in a situation that they had that was similar to mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're not alone. Hey, I'm going through this too. Um, not to mention that after the show, he wanted to sue me, even though he signed up for it. And like me and all the producers were just like, this, this guy is like, thank God you got rid of this guy. Not to mention that he got more ass after the show than I, I did. He got a girlfriend out of it. And it's like, these are the things that women were, you know, <laughs> I made him a better man. Did you date other people? Did you try dating uh, and meeting other people on the show? I did. And so that was hard because once the show was so popular, even until right. this date, people still know about it and they watch it. And I think I got a lot of like, I would go on Tinder or him all the dating apps mm-hmm. and a lot of guys would literally not tell me in the beginning but then when they would meet me they'd be like oh my god I just I, I know this is weird but I wanted to tell you like I watched a show or my girlfriend watched a show or my ex watched a show and you know how was it and then we would be talking about that I had a guy say once this like I thought this guy was so oh, great present day not back when you were filming no back when I was filming oh, back like during filming. when I was filming. and also no when I not when I was filming they didn't know about the show when the show aired right right, right. that's when it was hard Dating during the show was very hard for me. Mm. I actually didn't, which was weird because I'm a sexual person, but like uh, it was too much. We were filming seven days a week. We weren't allowed to hang out with a lot of people like outside our circle, really, because okay. they're not filming with us. Sure. Um, so I'm trying you, to think. You was meet, I dating? You, you, you and I was going on and off with that guy that I was in love with. So uh, when you remember when you're going through a breakup, sure. I don't know me. I don't hook up with other guys until I'm like, I'm done. I'm really over this guy. I'm ready to date. I was ready to date when the show started airing and I was really moving on from him and yeah, I was really moving on from him and that was good for me. Like, right. You're trying, but you're trying to move on from him while you've got like producers trying to kind of nudge and twist and be yeah. like, cause they know that, oh, this is good storyline, but, right. but and there's they're a like, human, this is real. There's so human being, being here. <laughs> there's a human being here and that's what everyone was forgetting. And I was mm-hmm. like, if no one's going to remember that, then I have to remember that for myself. You know, like I have to make people remember Hey, I'm human. I matter. I have feelings. I'm not going to just sit here like a mouse, be quiet because there's something I want to say too. And, right. you know, I don't want you to all think that the reason this relationship ended was because I was such a, you know, it took two. It took two. But really, I realized in the end, 
it took two to tango in every relationship. I had a lot of faults. I have a lot of faults. I have a lot of demands. Mm-hmm. But I think we should have demands as humans and we should have standards and know our worth. And, you know, if you're mm-hmm. willing to do that for someone, they should be willing to do that for you. What do you think about all these like dating reality shows and like good idea, bad idea? I mean, people I see ads pop up on my thing all the time all for the this time. or that. I get emails being like, we're looking for people for the thing. And I'm like, I don't fucking trust you. I did one dating show on TV and bad. Which one? I think it was called Date Night Live or First oh Date Live. Oh, my God. Live. I did that. Oh, my God. Wait, on Lifetime? On Lifetime. I was supposed to be on that. Billy, I was supposed oh to be God. on that. They cut my episode. What? I, I was on the first episode. Wait a second. And that's why I was like, you. I'm not even joking. You're kind of familiar. I'm like, he looks like he's on TV. But here's the thing. That's what happens in reality TV all the time. Since Princesses, I feel like I couldn't get even a break. Like, literally, I've signed up for, like, two or three dating shows, and I got in, main character or one of the characters for the episodes, and then it's like, oh, the show either is ending or your episode's cut. Which so what happened with that show? that's crazy that we're meeting to oh get my this gosh. full circle. Okay, I, wait, we got to talk wait, about so this. So did you film or what? So what, you told I, me I, yours Yeah, first. I actually filmed. Okay. I think the actual date, I didn't end up going because that's when they said, oh, we don't think we're going to film air your episode. Right. Because we did do test ones because I had to do a test one first, which I did a test was one. actually better than my fucking aired one. Aired one. Um, but I did a test one. And okay. then, but they filmed it and I signed the contract and everything. And I was like, I'm in. And they said, you're in. And then all of a sudden, I wonder if it has to do with the princess, like a lot of things because I'm typecasted as everyone knows me as the princess of Long Island or that show. Well, well real quick, they, yeah. the, one of the things in it, there was supposed they everyone kind of had a thing that they were supposed to reveal yes. like at a judicious amount of time into the date. So like what was your thing that you were supposed to like reveal? Reveal that I was well that I well the comedian thing. The part that was that was your scary thing. I, yeah. I have to I have to let you know. <laughs> I sometimes <laughs> go on stage in front of people and talk about my pussy. And well, because, I Well, yes, because I they know were that like might be a deal breaker funny women who would want that but you know that sometimes that is because when i told the producers at the time they were like oh really like do you think men are gonna be okay with that and okay I'm like, with you being funny like it just blows my fucking it mind. blows my mind but you know a lot of men oh, yeah. are not okay with women being funny which is so stupid it's to me. so you, stupid i don't want to do all the heavy lifting fuck that. <laughs> that right exactly like fuck that shit yeah yeah, so that's wild that they were just like your your potential deal breaker is like she's funny. Yeah, she's hilarious. hilarious. I'm like that's not enough drama. What was yours? Okay, so I at the time had a girlfriend. Mm. Uh, I was in a, an, a, a non-monogamous relationship or a polyamorous relationship, uh, and so I was still with uh, Paige at the time. And so I do the I do the show, and and I got my girlfriend's blessing to do it. And yeah, they put me on this. Now I did the test date and it was wonderful. Her, her thing that she had to reveal was like, <clears throat> she had like a kid who's in college, which I was like, hot. Um, and I think I remember this episode because I watched it. My date. Okay. This is why reality TV shows fucking bullshit. Yeah. Some of y'all might remember this if, if you OG heads, but like early in, uh, so, so very early, like I sit down with her and I think this is like, around when Trump announced he wanted to do the trans military ban. And I, I think, I forget what she says. She was kind of like a, how you doing? And I may have mentioned that in the news and, eh. and then like something else was said at some point, but at some point I had to say like, wait a second, did you vote for the orange guy? She's like, I don't like to talk about politics on a first date. Which in New York City specifically, right. there are only two reasons to not deny voting for Trump. Uh, one is if you didn't, but you think I did, and I might like react in a not great way to you. Sure. Or 
you did and you know that's not a great thing. I let it go and we do the date or whatever. Uh, but at the end of the date, like I just realized like I'm not really into it. I wasn't really attracted to her like from the get go, but then it just like got less attractive. Like right. just with the person. Let's add the personality and like, uh, no, that didn't, that didn't save it. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, so she goes to the bathroom to like also do her little confessional as well. I take my per diem. I pay, I, I pay the bill. I'm like, okay, we're, we're cleared up. So when she gets back, I say, hey, look, you seem really nice and all. The Trump thing, kind of a deal breaker for me, but like to, you know, I, you know, wish you, you know, all the best. She gets defensive, like, I didn't, I didn't say I did. I was like, yeah, but she didn't not, you're still not denying it, which means you did. So I'm just gonna bow out. Uh, and then she says something like, well, you know, good luck to you too, and gets up and leaves. Okay. And then, the show now I did, I thought the show was live. Mm-hmm. It was live to tape, which I learned from this what the difference was. So basically, like as that day ended, the sh- the episode was kind of starting on the screen in the bar. The producer he um he like has him turn it on and buys me a drink because of like he's watching this whole thing and he's this like older British Muslim gay dude. What a mix! He's watching me be on this date with someone who clearly is hiding that. So when she leaves and goes down the escalator, he runs out the bathroom and he's like, Billy, Billy, I'm so sorry. Her thing was supposed to be that she's 30 and still lives with her parents. <gasps> oh my God, that's <laughs> like, hilarious. Like they had no idea. And the thing is like, they did ask us like, what is a deal breaker? Which right. they could use to fuck with you or actually respect. And they, and I said, I, I laughed. I said, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I guess a Trump supporter. And I, that's amazing. I, I believed him when he said that he didn't know because I'd be like, why would you even think to ask that to a woman in New York City? Right. So, oh my. So then they play the fucking thing and they cut all the Trumpy shit. You know, the segments are, okay, we meet. Oh, look, they're meeting. Cool. Cut to the other people. When they cut back to us, oh, look, they're getting along. That's great. Great. Cut to me. I reveal that I have a girlfriend. I'm non monogamous. Oh, how's she going to react to that? Mm-hmm. Ah. And then when they cut back, it's just, well, you know, take care. And then her leaving. I was like, right. I ended this fucking date. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I was like, really fucking bullshit. That's hilarious. No, but it's true with the dating. That stuff is has to be produced. That's why they have a million producers. It's like funny how they're like reality TV is real or they try to make it real. But it's really produced stuff. I mean, everything. Yeah. It's TV. It's. I mean, my show was heightened. It was it was real because we did have real relationships that did really happen with the breakup. So that was like a producer's dream because everything was real. But it is, I understand in your situation, it does yeah. get pushed too. And then they play on your psychological strings. I'm like, I was like, that's why when my scene with him is kind of like what I do right now with my current mm-hmm. boyfriend of like the social media, like, hey, baby, so proud of you. Right. Just so that other girls can think twice to be like, hmm, he made it seem like he's not with her or someone, but I guess he is with someone. Because I know how women are. It makes them. I know you said some women don't give a fuck, but at least that girl's gonna feel stupid. At least I have dignity in some way. But if, I'm not the side piece. I'm not mm, the secret, right? But if you are secure in that, you know he's not. If you trust he's not gonna cheat on you, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter what any of the women think, right? Because if women throw themselves at him, is his responsibility to honor whatever terms you two set up in your relationship. So if you True. trust him, who gives a fuck whether women think or even do? It comes down to me and, and trusting him. Yeah. The guys have to make the point of this is my girlfriend or the girl I'm with because then they're just making it awkward for the girl that they think they're sleeping with. They're making it awkward in front of the new girl or the girl they're fl- – and why make it awkward in front of a girl you have no loyalty to? Of course, the guy who wants to be with you and have all the benefits but then wants to have his cake and eat it too is going to make you feel like 
you're or a lot of women that I've talked to, they feel we feel psycho and that's why we feel more insecure. I don't, you, what do you mean they want the cake and eat it too? Like, well, in the beginning of us, when we weren't for sh- I wanted to be exclusive, but he didn't want to claim it. It was more like I want to seem like I'm available to mm-hmm. all these younger girls that well, for what these girls yeah. aren't going to be fucking changing your bad pad or your mm-hmm. bed pay, whatever that bed saying pan. is bedpan when you're getting older or just like doing things for you so like i get you want to feel young and hot i get that i get that with everybody so you want to do that whole tingling but but then it comes to a point where like if you're with this person sleeping with them and 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 developing feelings in a relationship even if she's doing it for you and not Mm -hmm. vice versa you'd have to break up with that person or if you're going to continue there's boundaries or maybe i need to just walk the fuck away in general like that's what I've done with my exes. I walked away and they had to. But I also had no choice with them because they they were really honest. When they were like, we're not together anymore. I don't like you like that anymore. I'm moving I on. I mean, it sounds like he's said similar so things what my sister's well. saying too. Like, you're, you know what drives me crazy about you, Chanel? The 24-year-old, the girl who got married at 24 years old and never had a dick since her husband. <laughs> she's going to kill me after she hears this. But she's very wise. But she's like. I don't know how many times that this person got through your head because there's another guy that I dated. I'll t- uh, this was a crazy long, the, what, the story I said on Cypher's podcast about oh, yeah. the casino guy. My sister's always like, you get all these signs from these men. They tell you in so many different ways and show you the action or the lack of action and you still stick around. I'm like, no, you're wrong because the guys are telling me what I want to hear in private. And that's why I blow them up in public. But, you but can't blow, have your cake and eat it too. You can't up. say, I'm with Chanel Omari. And then in front of like three fucking waitresses, you're pretending like you don't know me. It just, you can't yeah. do that. You can't do that in life. I, I, I mean, learned- you can, but it's not cool. And I'm, and a girl like me is going to go yeah. on public and open her mouth and tell the truth. Well, I, and I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, 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 it's okay. I interrupt. And I'm as like well. yelling at you, and I, I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Okay, Billy. Look, the, the Italian, the the, the, the Italian, Italian Jew. the Jew. We we. It's not interrupting. It's cooperative listening. It's like, oh, have, you, you. have you have you looked up enthusiastic listening? I have. Uh, it, it replaces the word interruption for me. I think I need to. I think the, the the next step would be breaking up, breaking up, and really sticking to the breakup for him to realize and understand that these girls that mm-hmm. are giving him the attention that don't really care for him like I have, mm-hmm. he's gonna have to realize that if he really really wants me and all of me, then he'll make then he'll make the change. He can still flirt with chicks at the exactly. club, not actually do anything. Exactly. And, and I'm not f- that crazy. And then put like a little fucking, you know, put the little heart emoji and tag your name in his bio and like call it a day. Exactly. Or not even that even tag, just hey, this is my girlfriend Chanel and then when I re- I'm not going to always be with him. They know I'm his girlfriend, they know he's dating someone and you want to like fist pump that girl then that's okay to fist pump that girl because there's already been something stated just mm-hmm. like if me and you met at his cl- at, at one of the comedy clubs yeah. in front of him excuse me i would just sh- i would probably shake your hand i wouldn't okay. hug you i wouldn't fist pump you or fist pump you whatever i, I mean look i would love to elevate to the level where i get a fist pump <laughs> i know like i don't know that, i feel like it's still touchy so that's why the handshake is like sure, formal sure. Wait, and that, i don't that's, know the touching that, thing kills me well the touching thing sounds so jewish i know i mean well, and not just, what we've been I mean, raised jewish, around but, like, it sounds so orthodox it is it right? is it, it, right right and like I mean, we're and raised like not t- it's called sneeze in hebrew yeah. meaning even when you're together with someone mm-hmm. Or not, a married man or a man in a relationship should not be touching another woman. That's in Judaism. We're raised with that and vice versa with a woman. Especially when you're in a relationship and everybody knows about it. It's almost, it's counted as disrespectful. It's Mm -hmm. the gossip of the town. And that's what I was raised around. You don't look at another woman's man. You don't look at another man's woman. You know, your eyes are always down. So, and and we've had this discussion. He's like, you know, a lot of people who know you have told, tried to, I, I, you're very misunderstood. Like, I think I'm misunderstood to him. Because he was raised differently than he was sure. raised with touch. He's Latin. I'm yeah. Latin too, by the way. But touchy and feely, and there's no, 
there shouldn't even be a question of you being jealous if I'm coming right. home with you at the end of the night. Sure. But also, you want to feel like priority. You want to feel good when you when the man comes back home with you. You want to feel that he made you that priority that whole night, and that's why he's coming back home with you. The, uh, he's not the, coming back home with you because that dumbass waitress didn't give mm. him attention. I'm sorry. I'm calling out that these girls because it's like ridiculous that I'm putting all this effort and time, and then I'm the one labeled the psycho. I'm the one labeled that no one knows what's going on in our bedroom. Well, like I don't want to go. Like I don't know how productive it is to like use words like psycho and stuff. I'm what I'm observing. In like this, you know, brief yes. conversation with you is I am seeing someone who is very breaking ins- down. <laughs> well, I see someone who's insecure about a relationship that it seems like from the information I've got where the relationship's not being like kind of publicly acknowledged or like acknowledged in his day to day. So then why would it why would you feel secure? If Concrete. he, if he this had, is my girlfriend to if everyone. He had the heart emoji and tagged you in his Instagram bio and and wasn't constantly posting my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, but just there's some sort of thing there. Be like, I have a girlfriend, and yeah. this is her, and I'm a big fan. Yeah, that's all I need. Right. I swear, not has to post. Me I don't think time. that's constant acknowledgement. I think that's just right. like some form of acknowledgement that makes you feel secure. And then if you're still freaking out about stuff, you know, maybe we can start doing more introspection. But I see no reason why you should feel secure if you can't get that acknowledgement. I don't think it's productive to use words like psycho. I'd rather know like how is how are things making you feel. Yeah. What are the feelings? And then are there any like tangible, concrete action steps we can do that might address those feelings? And they may or may not work, but let's try a thing. And then maybe we check in in a few weeks. You know what? I don't think that worked. Or you know what? I realize I actually don't need as much as I thought I needed. Well, how would you go about it with someone so old school when the when you, you know, without I, fight, I mean, I don't, without date, I don't date old school people. Know. You know, like if I can sense that off a chick, I'm just not getting involved. Because like, I'm just, I'm looking for people who have a similar mindset. But that's what I should be doing. Yeah, but you seem like a little too hip for like the Modox crowd. Oh, I am. And that's why, and that's what happens, right? And then I go into the like other crowd and then I want to change them into the Motox crowd. And it's like, bro, I'm not a Hasid. You know know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, I I was a producer on a a Jewish sexuality dating podcast. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. That must have been so interesting and amazing. It was wild. I was the goy in the room. I learned things. Uh, The goy, you see, you know goy. Oh, Rabbi Linzer said... Because I, the, 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 my, my, you're my, already Jewish. You're probably, oh, yeah. But my, Italians and Jews are very similar, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very, there's, there's similar vibes in there. He, uh, my, my ex is Jewish. And so I went to go meet her family for Thanksgiving. And he taught me, he was like, if you want to impress the parents, um, just at some point, if you can, just try to slip it in there. Just be like, yeah, you know, but like, what would Rashi say? I don't want- You're too funny, Billy. Sorry. He's like, I'm lowering her value. <laughs> the Jewish voice, the Baba Streisand. It's true. The rabbi would say that. You did a good yeah. rabbi impression. He was like, he's like, you don't have to know what Rashi would say, but just knowing who Rashi was and suggest and he said, the- say, say it like flippantly, like you're almost dismissing them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what would Rashi say? But the fact that you went out of your way to even know this and talk to the rabbi, yeah. A is amazing. B is that, but did you guys break up because of the Jewish non-Jewish? No, no, Jewish has nothing to do with it. She's not like uh, she she's spiritually Jewish. She's Me not too. like a super no. practicing, but but her father her was father, was raised, I think, modern Orthodox. So that's why I was like, I waited for my spot. I I drank. I had her mom's soup. I'm just like, when do I get? The, and then at one point later in the night, I got to throw it in there. I was like. Yes. Yeah. You're like, but uh, what yeah. would Rashi's that yeah. is you gotta write that scene from a comedy mm-hmm. movie one day that we're gonna watch with you because that is hilarious. To it's me. just gonna there's gonna be a scene with me in front of a mirror yeah. just practicing the different ways to yeah. say it. Well, what would Rashi say? And Manishtana. Why out of all <laughs> days today? <laughs> I used to resent this whole thing and then I started making jokes about it like 
because I know that the Jewish community, even when they're married, they feel guilty if they're having this crazy sex. So that makes sense right. why they'd want the advice. It's a, it's a shame because everyone's asking me, is the Jewish thing a situation right now? And mm-hmm. surprisingly, no. But, but I see, I disagree. For I think it's very clear that there's been an impression upon you that even if you're not, do you, are you practicing or? No. So I'm traditional, but I'm more spiritual. Right. My parents are modern Orthodox. And it's right. funny because I've only dated one Jewish guy. Seriously, the guy sure. in the show. So it's like, it's not... It's you're not like say trying to practice the rules of Sinaiis right. and stuff, but like, but it's you, embedded. You, in it's, me. it's embedded. There's something like already you're just you, there. There's hints of it. There's traces there's of it. Of I'm it. really curious, like where else in your life you think that applies? Because like you were talking about the touch being a sign of disrespect, and in his culture, it's like a sign of just like kindness and warmth. You know that a fist bump is not a big deal. But there's something in you still there. And I wonder where else that comes in your sex or dating life or your views on love and gender. I think it comes. Yeah, it it it, it comes not just with him. It's with a lot of things, even in comedy, like mm. displaying my sexuality um, on stage. So a lot of times I underdress. I remember one person said to me once, male comic, he was like, without disrespect, you know, you're a really pretty girl. And I don't know why you make yourself look like you're this like homeless <laughs> Nebach, like I've never seen stand up, so I didn't. Well, because like I wear oh, like over big coats. I don't wear my, you know my breasts aren't out. Like I don't wear okay. cleavage stuff. I, I I dress down. I wear oversized stuff. Hoodies. Sometimes hoodies. Sometimes honestly, like I brush my hairs in a bun. I mean, you don't come out with the shower cap. I don't. Have, I, I <laughs> got a shower right? cap on. I know I have a shower cap currently on because I'm obviously getting my hair done for my boyfriend's birthday. Uh, your boyfriend who like who is won't he my play boyfriend? me. <laughs> My boyfriend, my not boyfriend, my situationship. He says that I'm sleeping with him. I'm going to fucking blow this whole city down tonight. I okay. Mean, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I am also working in therapy to have a happy medium, right? Yeah. With someone like him. Because any relationship I'm going to be in, I can't let jealousy yeah. and competitiveness right. overcome our relationship or get in the middle yeah. of it. But you're right. There are things he can do to make me feel secure. Any guy I date who, makes me, who will make me feel secure. Sure. Maybe, like I could tell you this, the guy that I was almost engaged with, the one that broke my heart on the show... I didn't have these issues with him mm-hmm. with other women because he okay. was raised the same way. Right. So he knew I can't just touch a girl in front of Chanel just to touch the girl. Right. I have to touch her when Chanel's not around and not looking, <laughs> you know, and then he hires one of my dominatrix friends. Because the doms, they'd be really like, yo, funny. they got a lot of Hasidic clients. I'm um, sure. Right. Yeah. And that's the whole, and that's the thing. I don't want to live like that of like living this lie. Yeah. That's what I explained to my boyfriend. It's like, no, he's like, not everyone has to know our business. No, that's an old school way. It's not about, not everyone has to know our business. And believe me, everyone who knows I'm public on social, I'm a very private too. Okay. Don't always post about us or him. But I want to be truthful. I want to be free to sure. talk on a podcast with you and say, I would say this to his face and I would say this to his friend's face. But sometimes I feel like I can't say this because even his own friends think I'm a psycho for feeling this way. At the end of the day, he is an amazing man. And that's probably why I want so much attention from him mm-hmm. because I know how amazing he is. And in general, when I, if I ever date anybody else, I need to do the, I just want everyone to know like doing the work on yourself right. is so important. If, if he's listening, as she said earlier, I think I just gave you a real good out. All you got to do is put this little thing in your Instagram bio and it sounds like she's going to chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Or just tell all the pretty girls that you're, <laughs> that I'm your fucking girlfriend. So now, question, can yeah. I, do you, do you have like an extra like 10, 15 yes. minutes for a little bonus episode? Yes, okay. Course. I want to, I want to grill you a little bit about Maury Porovich stuff if, if it. it's not going to fuck up an NDA Let's or something. Let's do it. No, 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 no. We <clears throat> okay, cool. So maybe a little of that, maybe a little bit more reality stuff, uh, possibly some more Modocs. But for now, where can people go to find you? Love this question. So <laughs> my, fa- oh, my, my favorite, favorite question about me, <laughs> check me out at Chanel Omari. 
at the All Star Comedy Show. We have a comedy show every month at the stand. Uh, this month it's August 10th. Next month September 14th, and then October 12th. You're gonna see your good friend B- Billy over here. He's gonna be on one of the shows. So I want you guys to start. This was my audition, tickets. everybody. It was. It was his audition. He did great. You're like, dude, I need therapy now after helping you i'm in therapy four times a week i'm good oh good so then and we talk about this on stage a lot so it's fun we got housewives.com and it's all for city harvest Mm -hmm. at city harvest nyc uh when you buy the tickets proceeds go towards the charity at the stand chanel in the city podcast we present it um it stemmed from my podcast because a lot of times we've had people on my podcast and people whether they're housewives or comedians or you know celebrities and they would talk about their funny moments their obstacles and then they would co- they would either be comics on the show. So I was like, mm-hmm. let's just do this whole thing once a month where everybody who's a Chanel in the City fan, everybody who's a comedy fan, all the pro comics, we get together and we do something for something. We do for uh, like something to give back through laughter. So there all you right. go. All right. And at, yeah, at Chanel in the City podcast, at the All-Star Comedy Show, at Chanel Omari, at the stand. Just don't follow my boyfriend because I will delete all your Instagrams. So <laughs> <laughs> I will find a way to come in and delete all them, bitch. Do I am have... Arab. I own half of Instagram. Um, <laughs> and Jewish. Well, 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 Patreon people, you're going to hear some more of Chanel tomorrow. But for now, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Billy, for having me. This was an amazing, honestly, awesome podcast. So you're fun. awesome. And I love you all. And thank you for not judging me on this. And make sure to follow me. And I hope to see you guys soon. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, before you go, I want to share with you something cool, something spicy, something juicy. And it involves Maury Povich. But you just, can you hang tight? Thank you. I just want to say a few things. And I'm going to give you something pretty cool. Uh, folks, Chanel Omari, what'd you think? Huh? Do you think she has a boyfriend or not? You know where you can share that opinion? In the champagne room. Yes, our super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server. We have an episode discussion channel where all you whoreheads come together and share your thoughts on the latest episode. Or, you know, honestly, we've got people who are binging forward right now through the show, and they're showing up into the episode discussion channel and be like, hey, everybody, I just listened to episode 157. Can we talk about it real quick? It's cute. (laughs) No, keep doing it, please. Uh, So, folks, come in. Let us know what you thought about the episode in there. You can also always shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com, whether it's with your comments, your questions, your criticisms. Maybe you want a pegging shirt. I'm here for it. And if you're feeling more like you want to flirt, you want to mm, you want to call me pretty, you want to take a look at that ass and then like talk about what you would do to it. We can do that together at OnlyFans.com slash call me Billy. You flirt with me. I'll flirt with your credit card. It'll be a great time. Best threesome ever. Yeah. All the links to those are in the show notes as well as the link to my Patreon. Seriously, folks, if you got $2, you got $5, you got something you can throw down, help a whore out, help keep a roof over my head and condoms on my cock. Means the world to me and allows me to keep doing this week in and week out for you. Show your appreciation for the Man Whore Podcast at patreon.com slash, yeah, you know, Man Whore Podcast. Uh, All right, everybody, next week... I recorded something stupid spicy, so stupid spicy, I'm uncomfortable sharing it for like multiple reasons. I'm going to have to like journal about it for a bit. First, I got to figure out if I actually need to pee or if I have a UTI. I'm not sure. I've never, baby's never had a UTI 
or chlamydia before. So, uh, you know, we're, we got to go find that out. But uh, it is late on a Tuesday, so it's just going to have to wait till the morning. Uh, but, oh, damn. I hope you all enjoyed the pod. I will see you all next week. Oh, God, it's starting to hurt. Everybody, get your shit checked and stay slutty. We worked on the show. I don't know. There was a famous thing on YouTube. You could check it out when two sisters, it was called the Chicken Tetrazzini Dance. And what it was was, it was a show, the story, the whole thing was these two sisters, best friends, and, you know, one of the girls, she was uh, married, she was married to this guy for like 15 years, and the sister cheated with her husband, and they kept it a secret, and that, and the whole, the reason why she found out he cheated on her is because she made the big, the best chicken tetrazzini there was, and how would he know the recipe if it wasn't for my sister, and so Basically, she found them. She caught them in the act with chicken tetrazzini that she helped her make. And oh, they did, she didn't on, catch some fucking. She caught them making dinner. <laughs> she caught them making dinner. <laughs> um.